0: Feel like there's people in our community that can really add to the conversation, that can add uh, to. Um you know, expressing or showing us in the word of God, the value of worship, of true worship. And so my heart was uh, turned towards David to have him share, just because on a personal level, we've been able to connect on this particular issue. And I feel as though, wow, this guy could speak into it. So I want you to open your heart to David like I've opened my heart to David. Um, If you don't know him, uh, he's been here now for how long? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. Him and his wife, Katya. Katya, could you stand? (laughs) Put your hands together for the lovely Katya. Uh, they are from Slovenia, Yes. and she is going to college at Gordon-Comwell, uh, and uh, we are just excited that they found us, and that for the time that they've been here, we've been able to be family, and um, we're also going to have the talented Will Eifler, a man who has been around worship for, well, since he was a tyke. So um, he's got a lot to add and to throw in there, and uh, myself will close it out, so Without further ado, just want to remind us without getting into a lot of announcements again for the week, uh, for the weeks of July, other than Saturdays, the house of prayer will be closed. We usually have sets, I think four, hour, four hours a day of prayer, um, two hours in the morning, two hours in the night. We're not um, hosting those for the month of July. We're giving our team a break uh, and we're going to just hold tight uh, with our Saturday night, seven to nine, and we will let you know when we resume those, Okay. Other than that, be blessed. Let's pray for David. Father, we thank you uh, for friends. We thank you for family. And God, this morning we open our hearts uh, to the message you've given our brother. And Lord, we ask God that, um, that Lord, his heart would be stirred even as he speaks. Lord, that, Lord um, that regardless of what's been written down on notes, Lord, we ask just for fresh revelation to rest upon his spirit. Uh, to talk both what he's written, but also what he has in his heart. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 David. Thank you, Daryl.
1: Well, yeah. Actually, this is my first time preaching in English. (laughs) I'm a little bit nervous, but God is almighty. He will help me. Uh, Actually, I would also like to use this opportunity to thank Daryl, And also Noah, they really encouraged me. I had a little doubt if I should do it, but they kept believing in me. So thank you guys, you are amazing. And this church is amazing. Me and Katya, we feel like at home. We are so blessed by you guys. Thank you, thank you so much. Okay, yeah, we are doing worship series and my... Problem was, and still is, that this topic is so deep and rich that even in heaven, we will explore it. It's so deep. I have problem. I don't know where to start, where to finish. But my prayer and desire is that at the end of this sermon, we would know our Lord even more. And we will love him more than we did before. I'm aware this is not my work. But I believe the Lord can use my broken Slovene English to stir up fire of greater love in us. That we can shine in this world. Glory to be our God who reigns forever and ever. ever. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, in the book of Genesis, we we read that God, whose name is Yahweh, is the one who brings creation into being and gives life to all. He alone is to be worshiped and praised. In the beginning, he created heavens and the earth without a form. There was darkness and chaos, but when God said, "Let there be light," He established first order by separating the light from the darkness. On the sixth day, God creates man in His own image and likeness. He breathed His spirit in him, and he became a living creature. Both male and female are true rule over God's creation. As they are to rule over God's creation as representatives. Under the blessing of God, they are to multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. We read that there were two trees in the center of the garden, tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. God commands Adam not to eat from the second one, warning him he will surely die if he eats from it. This command is central to life with God. Human beings are to trust God and obey his voice. In doing so, they honor him as God. We see that God gives a command to Adam. Obeying God, trusting God, gives Adam life. Disobedience carries death. Fulfilling God's commandment is tightly connected with honoring and worshiping God. Not listening to God is turning away from him and worshiping something else. So the serpent comes in the scene and speaks to Adam and Eve that they will not die if they eat from the prohibited tree, but they will become like God. You see, This was a lie. They were already God's image bearers and his reflection to all creation. When Eve saw the fruit, it was good in her eyes. Was it really good? Eve is deceived and listens to the created. Desires created to fill her spiritual hunger. She listens to the created rather than the creator. She gives the fruit to her husband, who is with her, and he eats too. Adam becomes a transgressor of God's law, since to him is given God's command directly. Death comes as a result of Adam's disobedience, not only to Adam, but to all human beings who share his name. And have their identity in Him. Since that day humanity lives in sin. Since then their hearts are turned away from the Creator God. And since that day sin entered the world through idolatry. Which is nothing less than listening to the creation. With other words, it is worshipping created instead of creator. Idolatry is exchanging God's word for a lie. And it's also it also displays God's word being a lie. And it will make you doubt in the God's word. In the ancient world, it was not the case of proving there is God who created everything. People actually, they believed in something. But they worshipped sun, moon, stars, rivers, the created things. Later, they made their own gods in the shapes of man, animals, named them, decorated them, made them beautiful and appealing to their eyes, and worshipped them. They even had handy idols, which they could carry around where they went, they put them in their bags, pockets, they hold them, kept them safe. They were precious to them. You see, idols are convenient. Because you can tell them what you want, but they, they won't speak back to you. They won't tell you what you have to do. You cannot pray to idols. They don't talk back because they are dead. Isaiah in 44 chapter and 12th verse. We can read it. Isaiah 44 verse 12, and we will. It's a bit longer section that we will read it. But it's really important to see, to see what mankind is doing. Okay, Isaiah 44, we will start to read in the verse 12. The iron smith takes a cutting tool and works it over the coals. He fashions it with hammers and works it with his strong arm. He becomes hungry. And his strength fails. He drinks no water and is faint. The carpenter stretches a line. He marks it out with a pencil. He shapes it with planes and marks it with a compass. He shapes it into the figure of a man, with the beauty of a man to to dwell in a house. He cuts down cedars or he chooses a cypress tree or an oak. And lets it grow strong among the trees of the forest. He plants a cedar and the the rain nourishes it. Then it becomes fuel for a man. He takes a part of it and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. Also he makes a god and worships it. He makes it an idol and falls down before it. Half of it he burns in the fire. Over the half, he eats meat. He roasts it, it, and it's satisfied. He, He also warms himself and says, Aha, I am warm. I have seen the fire. And the rest of it, he makes into a god, his idol, and falls down to it and worships it. He prays to it and says, Deliver me, for you are my god. How foolish... How blinded man can be. Idolatry captures your mind and makes you a slave to a lie. People of Israel became slaves in Egypt, the land of idolatry. And God who hears and sees because he is true God, he heard their cry. He's not like idols who don't hear and see. He is God that is alive. He is God of relationship. So he sent Moses to tell Pharaoh, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, send me to you you, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. The word serve has a deeper meaning. Its translation means also to work and to worship. Serving the God, the only God is to worship him. Obeying his commandments is worshiping him. Trusting God is worshiping him. After incredible deliverance, God gave them ten commandments. Let us look in the first two. They are written in Exodus 20, chapter 20. And let us read Exodus 20. or what is in the earth beneath, or that is in the waters, water under the earth, you shall not bow down to them and serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers and the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me, and keep my commandments. But they, people of Israel, they didn't serve him with their whole heart. After God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob brought them in the promised land, they turned their eyes to the idols of Canaan. They, they shared their bed with demons took part in witchcraft, sacrificed their own children. In Psalm 106, in verse 34, we read, They did not destroy the peoples as the Lord commanded them, but they mixed with the nations and learned to do as they did. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. They sacrificed Their sons and their daughters to the demons, they poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. And the land was polluted with blood. Thus they became unclean by their acts and played the whore in their deeds. Idolatry is the ongoing problem. Even today, we create our own God in our mind. We have an idea of who he is. Our society is serving idols of career, education, fame, individualism, patriotism, entertainment, pleasure, well-being, wealth, and so on. And it's also pouring innocent blood of our sons, daughters, and unborn children. And also church can share its own bad with those things. It can tailor the word of God according to the custom of this world. The day you eat of the tree of good and evil you shall surely die, it says in Genesis 2.17. The woman saw the tree, that it was good for food, and that it was a delight to, to the eyes. It says Genesis 3.6. But we don't belong to this world anymore. Our home is not here. We belong to heavenly kingdom. And our king is true God. Sometimes I can hear people saying, I like Jesus, but I don't like the God in the Old Testament. What I hear is the lack of knowledge of true God. We can have our own idea of Jesus, our own mini-Jesus in our pocket. Yes, Jesus is with us. They carry him around telling him, bless me, bless me, but they don't know him. We can be deceived, blinded, because we serve something what is not God. We can create our own God in our minds. If we continue to choose what we like about God and what we don't, then we distort and reshape and make our own image of God. When we read or hear his word, we question it. Did God really say this? Did he really mean that? It doesn't fit me, so it has to be something else. Are we offended by God's word? I can see in the church in the United States, and not in, only in the church in the United States, but also in Europe and elsewhere, that God's word is reshaped, tailored according to our desires, because we don't want to hear the truth. But because we are blind, deaf, and mute like the idols we worship. We think that we worship God, but we love more our own idea of Him. We don't want to hear the things of God, His Word. We know the moment we hear it, it cuts, it hurts our pride and brings change and it is transforming our thoughts and deeds because we are so far from what God intended for us to be. He created the man according to his image to be his reflection of his light to this world. Let us turn to Psalm 115. And let us read from verse 4. Psalm 1:15 verse 4 Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They, ha- they have mouths but do not speak, eyes but do not see. They have ears but do not hear, noses but do not smell. They have hands but do not feel. Feel Feet, but do not walk, and they do not make a sound in their throats. Those who make them become like them, so do all who trust in them. Can we see? You become what you worship, you become mute, blind, deaf, you don't smell and feel. Without God, you are dead. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Genesis 2.17 In the time of trial, John the Baptist asked Jesus through his disciples, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And he, Jesus, answered them, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up. The poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Jesus, He is the one. He is the one who brings life, deliverance. Freedom, hope, rest. Only he quenches our hunger and thirst and stirs up a fire of holy spirit in us that we can shine. He was the one who descended in the cloud and stood with Moses. He spoke to him. In Exodus 34:6 we read, "The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, And abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Keeping steadfast love for thousands. Forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. But who will by no means clear the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children. And the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. This is his character. This is who he truly is. And we are called... To trust his word. This is his image. This is who he is. Let us turn, turn our pages or swipe our iPads or iPhones to John 9. And let us read from verse 1. John 9, verse 1. As he passed by, he saw a blind man, a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Robbie, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sand. So he went and washed and came back seeing. This story happened in the times of the Feast of Tabernacle. Jews celebrated and were remembering how God took care of their fathers in the desert after Exodus. The Feast of Tabernacle was celebrated in the time of full moon. It was a symbol of God giving them light in the, pil- in the light pillar. On a day of, of this week, day after Sabbath, it was a super Sabbath, They had four massive candelabras, 75 feet tall. Each one had four bowls with massive lights. Light was everywhere. It filled Jerusalem. And on that final day of celebration, they removed every light and said, Real light is God. And on that day, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That was a bold claim to be God. It was Sabbath when he went out out of the temple. The Gospel of John tells us, While he was passing, he saw a blind man. That man was a beggar, not allowed to enter the temple because of his physical defect. He was an outcast. All he could do was to ask people for their help so he could survive. He was blind from his birth. He couldn't see Jesus, but Jesus saw him. And he stopped. He is the one who sees and has compassion. Disciples asked him, who sinned? He or his parents? We think that illness, suffering, is the only result of sinning. But not in this case. Jesus reveals that there is a greater cause. That the mighty works of God may be displayed in him. Jesus can turn evil into greater glory of God. Jesus explained them that now is the time to do the works of the Father, even if there is the opposition. And when Jesus said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud, took it and put it in the place of man's eyes, in the, his holes, He's the God who created man out of the dust. And now he's creating something that was not formed in mother's womb. He is God, the creator. It was a sign of Messiah to heal the blind man. After this, he said to the man, Go and wash in the pool Siloam. The pool had a natural spring with continual flowing water. And thus, it has the highest meaning of sanctity for ritual bathing. John explains Siloam Siloam means sent. You see, it is Jesus who was sent to wash away blindness of humanity. He is the real Siloam. In him is the water of life. Blind man obeyed and was healed. Jesus was not there when the healing took place. It was an act of faith, trusting the word of Jesus. Why am I even mentioning this story? You see, this man, because he was blind from his birth, he represents the condition of every human being. We turn away from God lived outside of the presence of God. We worshiped, created, trusting in the things that cannot cannot bring life. We were like beggars sitting in darkness, slaves of our destiny. Who can help? What can man do if he is blind from his birth? It is a hopeless situation. Our destiny was sealed. But thank you, Lord. God has sent his only son. He was smitten on the cross like the rock in the desert. And out of him flows the spring of life. Isaiah 53, 2 to 5. We can turn to Isaiah 53, 2 to 5. Isaiah 53, and let let us read from verse 2. For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by man a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hid hide their faces. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. Amen. After the great opposition from the side of the Pharisees, toward the hilled man, Jesus heard they had cast him out. And having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Jesus said, for judgment I came into the wor- this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. The blind man's eyes were opened. The moment he saw him in, in the truth, he worshiped him. The Samaritan woman at Jacob's well asked Jesus, Where is the the right place to worship God? Was Jerusalem or Mount Gerizim in Samaria? Jesus answered according to her question, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you don't do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in truth and in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship In truth, in spirit, and truth. You see, Jesus answered according to her question Where is the right place? And Jesus said that the right place is in truth and in the spirit. It is a place, it is Jesus. He is the real temple, He is the truth, and He is the Spirit of the Father. When we abide in Him, we truly worship Him. When we are His reflection to this world, we worship Him. When we love Him and love people around us, then we are truly worshipers of living God who who created everything. How can we know Him more? When He opens our eyes, we can see Him and know Him. It is the work of Holy Spirit, he reveals himself to us by his, only, by his Holy Spirit through his word when we read it, meditate on it. You see, Eastern religions teach meditation is to empty your mind. But God's word is teaching to fill our mind with it. We need to be intentional. It takes time and dedication. But it is so rewarding. King David said that his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. I always thought, how can that be? It must be boring to meditate God's law over and over. And then I remembered... It is boring to play drums by yourself. But when you play along Will and Daryl, it is fun, right? You see, we need Holy Spirit. He is the melody of God's Word. He comes and shows us the things about our precious Lord. We start to love Him more and more because we can see Him. We see how the Old Testament is fulfilled through, Je- through Jesus in the New Testament. That his word is the most precious thing to us. We become alive because he is alive. Amen. You see, our Lord sees, hears, and knows. He is the same yesterday and today and forever. You can, yeah. Amen. That's a sign. <laughs> you got this, man. <laughs> he is the same yesterday and today and forever, forever. He is the God of the Old and New Testament. He is true God. God through whom everything was created. He's at work even today. His name is Jesus. He is the King of kings, Lord of lords, Emmanuel, God with us, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. He is jealous God. He is living God, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, true deliverer, El Shaddai, God Almighty, righteous, all-seeing, all-knowing the creator. He is my shepherd, good shepherd, my forgiving God. My teacher, my friend, my healer. Can you see him? He is here. Can you see him? Let us stand and let us worship him. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. You are revealing your Son through your Word. You are here. You you are God who sees, hears, and knows. Oh God, we want to see You. We want to hear You. We want to touch You. Make us alive even more. Oh God, we love You. You are only, only true God. There is no other God. There is no other God. We worship You. We worship You in truth and in the Spirit. Because we are in Jesus We are your living stones. We are your living stones placed in your temple. We abide in you, Jesus. Oh, let us be your reflection to this world. Oh, let us be your image bearers. Oh, God, you are true God. Amen. Amen.